Moo and hello everybody. Welcome to the Pink Tron. I am Brent Robinson. And I am joined today by Chris Greenland. Chris, what are you drinking? Well, I'm up first. Good to see everybody, first of all. It's been a minute. Um, I am drinking locust cider honey pear. And then I'm pairing that with I um before this. You have to like what's and yay ho, it's summertime weather here for Memorial Day weekend here in the States. So I'm enjoying that with some hot weather drinks. Very nice. Very nice. Also joined by Craig Martin. Craig, what are you drinking? I am drinking water because I went out to buy beer and I don't know what's wrong with Petawawa these days, but all the liquor stores were closed. It is not oh. that late. <laughs> yeah, that's not a Petawawa thing. I feel that's an LCBO thing, but we can we can get into the politics the, of Canadian liquor beer distribution store the day. Was closed too. Uh, the beer store was closed too. Can you explain uh, what Katawawa is? Because it sounds like you're at a Star Wars convention. <laughs> it, it, it's a town in Ontario. It has an army base. I'm doing stuff there. Katawawa is almost certainly a First Nations word. Yes. It is <laughs> like like Ottawa and Petawawa <laughs> and kind of a cases and Chris Pam and Niwijuak and we've got lots. Very good. So Craig's got water due to the failures of Ontario's <laughs> government-run liquor monopoly. We have also with us Lauren Camp. Lauren, what are you drinking? I am drinking a. So I bought this to drink is like a non-alcoholic thing. It's jalapeno and blood orange sparkling water. Um, and it does say though, that you can drink it with, you know, alcohol. And so in honor of being on the pink Tron tonight, I put some uh, Blanco tequila, the Casa de Gromes with it. And it is very good. They're good to drink by themselves when I'm not feeling like I want alcohol and it's good with the tequila. That sounds delightful. And I have a bit of a standby Trapiche Reserve Malbec because nice. Lord knows you better have a Malbec on the Pink Tron once in a while when you're drinking. <laughs> well, now I want that, but I've turned myself into a lightweight, so drinking much after this not going to be a good idea. Yeah, there hasn't been that much drinking around here in these parts lately either. I know. I've been listening and slightly disappointed. What can I say? Early, early record is rough. Yeah. <laughs> but we are late recording tonight. And we, so we're, we're three out of four. Three out of four is not bad for recent Pink Trons. And we're all going to probably need to have a drink, especially those of us who are racing, which might just be Chris and I. Because this week's course is on Herd Summer Racing is 10 laps of the Neokio Crit course, 20 sprints. Sprint segments and a finish line sprint, presumably. Ooh. It is a doozy. Chris, I think you did race one. I did. I got it over with early. How did it go? Uh, this is a race that can go. Well, first of all, I didn't think I'd ever done the crit course for Neokio, mm. but I really have because I was expecting a route badge that never came. So I've done it, I guess. But even if you haven't, once you do a lap, you're like, oh, these are the roads. I get it. I know where everything is now. Um, this one can go a bunch of different ways, depending on which cat you're in, how big your group is, and where you sit relative to everybody else. 
like I was looking at race one versus race two and, and race one top 10 was all just the front group and we were all pounding everything and then sticking together afterwards and then a group bunch sprint to the end. And then we all just kind of shook out, but race two, the finish times versus the, the primes or premiums, however you say it wildly different. Like it was mm-hmm. not, there, there were groups forming up and down uh, the road. I didn't really see any lap traffic in our race, but there must've been in, in race two. So this is when you got to keep your head on a swivel quite literally and see where groups are forming, reforming, breaking up, and who you're with or can catch on to. But it is, it's as much a mental test as a physical one. They had that like list of distances that Maryline was kind enough to put up on the, the preview post and just going down. Okay, we did, you know, the sprint at 1.5, next one's at 2.8, just all the way down all 21 distances. So it's fun. It's fun. Um, and not to keep rambling on, but the interesting thing for me, um, I rolled into race one, just fasted. Like I didn't have anything for, for breakfast this morning. Mm. I would have immediately vomited that. I had a little, like, uh, I put together a Morton bottle. So I was trying to sip on that just to not bonk and trying to find a place because it is an hour race, at least give or take trying to find a place to, to fuel, even if it's just water. Uh, I guess it comes between the alley sprint and whatever the second one's called, because that's the bigger gap, right? Um, Castle Park, yep. Castle, Um, yeah. Because after Castle, you're basically on the lap banner and the start of the alley sprint again within like a K, maybe 100, 200 meters more. So I was trying to fuel and take on some calories between alley and Castle. So if that's something you got to do, then um, just plan on where you're going to hit your bottle. Otherwise, you're spitting it up hit the sprint well i guess on average it's three minutes between sprints so hmm. yeah there's not much time yeah you'll be you'll be oh. sucking a lot of wind between those sprints <laughs> and i guess like how what was the approach like to alley like how far back were guys coming through from the back or were they just kind of sitting in and then winning the sprint at the end like how did that all shake out yeah um the guy who won it, the rider who won it, uh, Boom, I think did a really good job. He had a really, he was a really powerful rider and could really dangle a few seconds off the back. And he did a, a spectacular job of that really throughout the entire race. Um, I did not trust my top end so much. So I was kind of like on the back of the group trying to minimize the energy that I would have had to spend to catch on um bowser did a great job too and i think he came third with some some really big dangling um and it looks like it was a pretty like fair mix up like you know i mean there was 20 some odd riders so it's a lot of the same in the top 10 overall but like it's not like someone won all 20 sprints or you know it's pretty fair mix yeah so did you you just go for each one or did you have a plan to like you know do every second one as hard as you could little sit in a little bit on some other ones or i i went for them all but um castle slightly less so Hmm. Um, because that's the the shorter recovery and alley is the longer one so i wanted to have a little bit more in the tank that makes sense and recover after alley that gap is yeah that gap is crazy between those it goes two. by real sure. fast yeah 
So, uh, yeah, have fun. Cool. Good. Did you rode full arrow? I went full arrow, correct. Yeah. Arrow east, arrow that ever did arrow. Yeah, I don't think there's much else for this one. No. What's this? What's it? It's showing like this weird little ramp in the Zwift power profile. Is there one little ramp that's in this tr track? I'm trying to picture it. There's a little 2% after alley. Oh, is that kind of like right up onto the freeway? Am I picturing that part of the course, right? Kind of a right-hand turn up onto the freeway and then you turn back around? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know there's much else but to hang in there. It looks like you guys are probably about 58 minutes, give or take. Does that sound about right? Yeah, yeah, and I paid attention to that because I had to bugger out and pick up the kids from school. Um, uh. <laughs> I was like, I might just have to sacrifice the finish line, but uh, we got it in under an hour. Cool. Nice. Scorekeeper won the A's. Now, that one was a little less distributed in the points. <laughs> huh. That'll happen. He probably got about 18 of the times. <laughs> Ooh. So, so yeah, it's, um, so Chris, you were in the seas, so close to an hour. And it, I mean, it looks like it's going to depend on the group because if people aren't going that fast, you could end up with similar times for finishing. I'm looking at race two, I think bees were 54 to over an hour, a little bit. And those, um, seas were also 58, 59. So D is a bit longer, um, over an hour. Not much rest though. Rest. <laughs> Ooh, Jason Robinson was in race two, eh? But did Mike Fish do it in race one and race two? Mike I believe Green? he did. Yeah. Oh, it sounds like him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> crazy that is a terrible idea <laughs> it's a horrible idea well it I sounds may, painful I, I might do a double on Sunday with this in the morning and then the stampede on Sunday afternoon because as we'll get through stampede isn't as long this week you do that <laughs> <laughs> and by that I mean like you would do that is also what I yeah. like. Lots, that there's lots like of rest. There's lots of rest from eight thirty till noon. I I can't talk. When I was racing, I would do like insane Saturdays. So yeah. Yep. All right. So get out. Get your sprints in. Get your HSRL in. Have some fun. Mm -hmm. I think that will bring us to the beginner racing league. We are a lap of TikTok. TikTok classic. Yay. What? So they, yeah, so HBR does this once a month. So this is the monthly baseline. Yes, benchmark. Yep. That's cool. Yep. And if you, if, because it is HBR, if you haven't done it before, it is 19.2 kilometers. It's basically all flat. You go through the desert, you do a little climb up out of the town, down the other side into the ocean tunnels, in through downtown. Back around to the desert, finish at the desert arch. That's all there is to it. And that will bring us to Card Climbers Gamut. 
Box Hill via uh, London Loop. That one looks like it's got a pretty good 7K lead-in, 6.8K lead-in. Yeah, I just checked some race videos uh, before I put that preview post up. Looks like we hit the climb line at about 6.8, 6.9 thereabouts. Yep. And then most of us should know Box Hill inside and out um, <laughs> at this point. So this is, I mean, similar to TikTok. This is kind of your climbing benchmark. Um, I forget what we said for bike choice on this. <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> it's like... I mean, let's all of us pick a different format and uh, defeat it. Pros and cons. It's like halfway between Light TT and Tron. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was going to say Tron. Yeah. It, I, God. Because it, it starts steep, and I know, Brent, you're always a fan of go hard from the line to that first switch back because that's where it's the toughest and then gradually flattens out a little bit repeat on the switchbacks and then totally flat at the top so because yeah. you're doing i think at the top you'll be like once you get past the first switchback you'll be doing about 24 kilometers an hour give or take in the bees anyway yep so maybe a, a primos roglich bike change for this one <laughs> i don't think you're gonna say 10 not. seconds but <laughs> yeah i mean you're well leave a note in the comments let us know what you picked yeah. and uh go with that um the only other tip on box is um watch the start line it comes earlier than you think it's well before the the right hand turn into the hill so you got to kind of you, you got to wind up as soon as you come off the roundabout out of the tunnel there, right? You're going to come out of the tunnel and there's a roundabout. And then that start line is kind of well before you hit what people think of as the traditional hill. So you got to start going from there, especially if you're going to be in for one or two seconds, you got to hit it. And then, you know, know that it's flat and you got to stay on it at the finish all the way into the finish through the arch, even the weird overhead angle that it's going to switch to as you come into the finish. Stay I, on it. I hate that so much. <laughs> I've always hated it. I still hate it. It just, it annoys me. I like it when I'm free riding and I'm, you know, doing whatever. Yeah. But uh, when you're racing and it switches that view and you're trying to see where you are yeah. to like the other guy and you're trying to pedal hard and all of a sudden, you know, goes away. You're like, this is garbage. <laughs> yeah. Like what? Anyway, the uh. <laughs> we don't like it. <laughs> it has its it has its place, but that's not it's in a race is not it. Yeah, in a race is not it. That that that's really the yeah, that, that that's my thoughts not summed up completely. Yeah, that's true. They should be able to switch off those funky artistic camera angles for, I mean, they finally did away with the XP in races. Thank God. I noticed oh. that today. So maybe we can do away with the, uh, the artistic wide angle uh, camera pan when we're trying to fight for the line. I don't yeah. know. Just Yeah. It's what, there's a few other places, you know, I've, it happens in McCurry in that one, like the in fishing the village. Yeah. And that's, and that's pretty, but oh, I'm rarely ever racing through there. And so every time right. that happens, I'm just like, yeah, all right, it's fine. It's fine. But I don't, I don't normally go up box Hill unless I'm in a race. 
mostly because I don't want to. So it's like the only time I'm going up box hill, it's like, I don't want this camera angle to change. Stop it. You need to, you need to get that PRL full badge then. <laughs> then I actually <laughs> do still need to get that badge. You will ride a lot of box hill without being in a race. I know. That's part of the reason I haven't tackled that one yet. But That's going to be the next HSRL. Just box hill segment. It's oh. <laughs> a seven-hour race. <laughs> yeah, I mean, looking ahead to week eight here, I'd be surprised if that's next season's. Uh, oh three people show up. Yeah. Uh, do we drink a beer at the top of Box Hill every time? Yeah, yeah, I think you have to. Yeah, I think so. I think so. PRL drunk. Never. I'd say don't give James idea of an hour. Just giving ourselves ideas, or maybe Mary Line. Well. <laughs> Isn't that what we do here? Isn't that part of the point of this podcast? Coming up 100%. with really good race ideas and strategies. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. That, that probably doesn't translate too well to a podcast. <laughs> I, I, we do a lot of like shrugs and other stuff that doesn't translate all that well to a podcast. It was, it was very audible to me. You know what? I do get a video recording of this, so I can't just <laughs> just post that screenshot. I won't. <laughs> just to get it in like herd racing, like just Craig's <laughs> face, like ew. <laughs> <laughs> it's our new like race gif. Yeah. Every time someone proposes some terrible race, it's just Craig's face. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think with that, folks are uh, probably getting the picture. Uh, um in their heads of all of us doing that so yeah let's move on to more climbing very much the drinky tron (laughs) yay just this are we in a start of a new series or am i reading this wrong uh i think that i don't know we're into mountain goats now everyone oh i'm not a mountain there's my problem okay got it mountain goats which is going to be climber's gambit gambit yep Classic climbing Well, you know. <laughs> the route for mountain goats is climber's gambit. Yep. Yeah, interesting. Climber's gambit is a good race course. Certainly if you're a 20-minute climber, it's a very good race course for you. Just got to make sure you uh, probably got to hang the group across across the top of Titans. That's the, the one trick I'd say. You got to make a bit of a decision there. Depending on how hard the group's going, but try not to blow yourself up. Yep. Yeah, because you can up that low. Yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of a decision point, right? If you're if you don't think you're the fastest climber, fresh, do you try and break everyone and earn yourself thirty seconds to take them up the hill, or you know, if you think you are, how hard do you work to stay with them? That's the one kind of like interesting decision point to the whole race. So. My decision at the top of Titans is always to form the Gruppetto at that point. This is a fair point. Yeah. I'm curious, what we're talking about Climbers Gambit, in particular on the Climbers Gambit, what's your guys' strategy on racing something like a 20-minute climb? Are you like, I know what my 20-minute max power is, and I just sit there, and if this guy pushes three, four seconds in front of me, I just sit on it? Or is it like, I know who I'm racing with, maybe, or if I think I can 
hold the front of the group. And if they go smash, smash, I try and hold those wheels and know that if these guys are, for example, like even if you're in a category, like in, in a, obviously I think you kind of have to, cause you can probably hold it. But in yeah. like B's and C's, like if guys are going way over the limits, like, the odds are they might not be able to hold it. So I'm like, I'm curious whatever what your guys' approaches are to those types of things. So I definitely don't do the, I know what my 20 minute power is because I don't. <laughs> um, not anymore. <laughs> um, never did. Huh. Really? Uh, yeah, no, it was, it, it was purely go hard until I blow up. Um, so yeah, I, I'm very much a wheel chaser and surge where it's steeper um that's that's me so fair enough chris are you i was gonna defer to lauren i would say i think it depends on the climb um which oh gosh which is the innsbruck way where it's steep flat steep flat so that depends that's the reverse reverse. okay so i'm gonna go based on i do go based on power targets for climbs at this point so i i kind of because that gives me a benchmark i like looking at the numbers and having some it's i think it's tricky because most of my climbing i've actually done in climbers gambit the series and Mm -hmm. so i'm doing them as tts for clients. And so the other thing is for me, um, as a small, uh, woman, how I would race those in groups is going to depend on if I'm in a women's race or a men's race. Oh, sure. So in a men's race or a, a mixed race, um, I'm probably just going to be trying to power up the climb as much as I possibly can. Um, because I'm small and if it's steep, I have an advantage. If I don't, I'd be trying to hang and maybe get a draft benefit from some of the likely larger folks um, in the course. In a women's race, I would probably not be trying to power up. I would probably be trying to hang with folks the whole way. Um, And if I still felt like I had it at the end, try to out sprint them because I can, so. So just to be clear, we're talking about Mixed B and women's A. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Although, although I could be racing uh, mixed C and women's B, but I'm not going to. Zwift doesn't likely have accurate power numbers for me right now because I haven't been racing. I've only been doing workouts. Yeah. Yeah, I, I used to definitely be like the time trial mode, like, all right, we're on the climb. This is where I am. But increasingly, I... I try to race it. I try to like stick the group. And if, you know, the front three, four guys are faster than me, find the next group, sit with them and then hold on as long as I can. doesn't tend to like maximize the power output, but I, I don't know. I, I feel like I do better in the race that way. I feel like I fault. Like I just, I feel like when I do the time trial mode, I never quite can make up the time at the top. However, that math works out. It never seems to quite, you never seem to catch three or four people at the end. So, yeah. Increasingly, what I just try you, and race. What do you? Oh, I mean, you? it depends on the climb. A lot of what I was going to say has already been covered, but mentally, I'll go into it like epic reverse versus epic forward are different strategies. Same thing with Innsbruck. If it's something with higher gradients, then I just lock in on a number and I'll 
withdraw some watts from the bank if there's somebody reasonably close in the front of me that I can stick with. Um, but if the draft benefit just isn't there, then I just need to lock in on a number. And um, mentally, I like to finish with something in the tank for that last little sprint. So makes me feel good. makes me feel like I actually did something on the climb. Um, but I think in terms of fitness, I'm, I'm going the opposite direction of everyone else here. So <laughs> I'm just here to, to get over the top and get onto the next one. The descent is where I'm looking. <laughs> so stick with folks, have folks on the descent. Don't bring people with you who could out sprint you at the end. Maybe. Yeah, sure. If I wanted to put some thought into it. Yeah. <laughs> 20 minute climbs can sort of uh, remove thought from your uh, strategy because yeah. it's tiring. Yeah, I like that. I like the 20 minute effort. Like I can lock in at like 280 and just get up, get up, turn over the pedals, turn over the yeah. pedals um, yeah. and let things happen around me. Yeah, this one, I mean, so going back to the the course, the race we're talking about, so Climber's Gambit, you end at the top of the epic KOM reverse, so no descent. So that is going to factor in for this climb in particular, for this course, what you do, what you save. So I remember the last time racing Climber's Gambit, and I don't know why I had to do it, but I remember <laughs> walking into my power and I didn't know any of the people that we were racing in this particular race. So usually you have a feel for how other people climb, but this was all brand new names on the leaderboard. Um, and I just assumed everyone who went up the road at, you know, 4.8 was going to blow up. Huh. Some of them did. So I plowed back some spots, just, just doing my thing, just getting up to the top. Um, and, and that makes me feel good. So just, I just race my race on things like this where it get up to like, eight, 10, 12% at times. Very good. I think that brings us to Stampede. This week is 6.2 kilometers on Rule Mapool. So it is up and down the Petit KOM. So up the Petit KOM reverse, down the normal forward side of Petit KOM. Basically three kilometers each, three kilometers up, three kilometers down. Um, yeah, I, I, so, um, I mean, obviously like you're going to want to go your hardest on the first three K get to the top as fast as you can. Pretty much. I don't, I wouldn't even bother worrying about what you save in the tank. You can, you can pour it out at the end, but get up there as fast as you can, give or take maybe a bit of moderating on the flat bits. Cause it does kind of go, like it's kind of flat out of the gates out of the marina to turn right. And then there's a bit of a steep ramp up and then there's kind of a flatter bit. And then it kind of starts to gradually, gradually ramp up as you get closer and closer to the top. So um, once it gets to about 5%, it's probably time to just go whatever you got to get to the top and then whatever you got left on the downhill. Um, I, I think this one is because it's TT and downhill. I think this one for sure is lighter TT. So your Surveilo P5s, your Scott Plasmas, that type of thing with the probably stick on the MV7.8s or Zip808s, that kind of thing. And uh, nice. yeah, it's, um, we did, we did the 40K last weekend. Uh, I did. 
I didn't I didn't clear an hour on what 40k Watopia's waistband, but uh nice. I, I did not break my power from McCurry 40, which was like one hour and 27 seconds or something. <laughs> okay. Okay. So so yeah, we're back. We're back to the short stuff, give or take. I mean, should be about ten minutes, I would think, probably. Nice. Maybe, maybe even a little less than that. Like it's probably about seven minutes up and three minutes down is just my sort of rough math. I'm thinking. Okay. So yeah, reasonable for you to do that as a a twofer if you do that on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That makes sense. So, stampede numbers were a little down on the forty k, but otherwise the series has been good. So. Keep coming out with Stampede peeps. You guys are awesome. Yeah. People really love that race. Yeah, it's been, you know, I, we do a few different things. I, I don't remember what I said, but I had a bit of an exchange with James about stuff. And I said, I guess, you know, the TT club is taking over a bit of uh, the Stampede stuff. And he says, actually, mm-hmm. we watch what you guys do and see what works. And then we only copy that stuff. <laughs> kind of like like you guys try different things you guys try way more different things than we could try in in tt club so well sincerest uh form of flattery right yeah i mean you just it, at the end of the day like tts are even harder to make interesting because there's no points or anything right like it's just from one <laughs> yeah. spot to another spot so you really have to kind of work on um where the courses go <laughs> that's yeah. all you kind of got but your TTs with the, uh, you know, the finish line is 400 meter over the top of this climb. It's amazing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I've done a few of those too. Um, yeah, I guess that brings us to Bullseye for the week. Yeah. Should be looking yeah. at Glasgow Crit. Oh, which that- I think it's going to be 100% pure evil. It is, but that's lovely for that. Uh, I oh love my! It. How many laps? Trying to look. six. Okay, okay. So it's saying six laps and only six sprints, though. That's is what. I, oh no, sorry. Pardon me. That does say thirteen. It says thirteen sprints. My bad. My bad. So. <laughs> whoo! <laughs> I was looking at the, li- the, the line sprints? below. Yeah, there's only the one sprint and the climb. Plus That's the finish. All. Yeah. <laughs> that is like you, you people complaining about uh Ted Laps in Neokio this week. Yeah. <laughs> There's no hill. I like the Glasgow crit. Oh, it I is a very good course. <laughs> uh yeah, I knew uh, I knew being on was gonna make me want to do every single race again. Yes. Of course, the interesting thing is it is it is what about four hundred meters or less to the first sprint. Mm-hmm. Like yes. I did, yeah. I trying to remember what we just recently did a race that that was maybe it was was it HSRL? Did it go from out of the Glasgow pens on on yes. Mucklyin? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was or no, wild. was it Mucklyin or was it Glasgow Crit? It wasn't Glasgow Crit because we we ended up doing Skur and all the nonsense, but. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But it did come out of the Glasgow pens right into that sprint, and it finished at that sprint two weeks ago. Yeah, luckily, yeah, it was two weeks ago. Yeah. So that's a fun start. Mm-hmm. Fun. I, I guess the 
good news is that it's a it's line sprint instead of time because I think with the time it was even crazier, right? Because you had to hit it at full gas. Yeah. Right. Instead of just getting first across the line. I don't know what's the, what would what's you how many Glasgow races have you done, Lauren? Have you done a few? Yeah, I've done a few. Um, gosh, I did. I think before the finals. Wow, ZRL feels like it was a long time ago. But Glasgow Crit was one of the final races, and so I practiced before that by doing um, oh, maybe one of the Zwift races on the Glasgow Crit just to see what it would be like racing it. Um, and I, yeah, I, it is brutal, but I really like it. So I've done at least two races that I can remember specifically on that course, maybe three. Yeah. I was, the reason I was asking, I was curious what your, if you've had a different strategy in terms of either getting like the fastest through the Clyde kicker versus across the line and the Clyde kicker. Cause I think that's a different strategy depending on what you're doing. I mean, I, I think you can win that off the front right like yeah. if you're when you're not trying to do time through i think you can go and get to the front first i can't yeah wow. yeah so so <laughs> for, what, you couldn't Craig... seize craig <laughs> <laughs> so, are you kidding <laughs> so i couldn't so if when i did it in the finals i was racing with crush pod and we were one of the, whatever the like lower A women's divisions was. I don't remember how played or whatever. I don't remember all those silly things. Um, but there were two women, one from my team and one from another team who were battling it out. And they are so powerful that I think I focused everything on the other sprint because I was not going to beat them Um time-wise or over the line up the Clyde kicker. I might've gotten a couple like decent times for the Clyde kicker, but I was not going to be in first there. Um, I probably was trying to be, so the other race I did was mixed. It would have been mixed B. And I think I was just kind of trying to hang on because it was so many laps that I um, was just after a while doing the Clyde kicker over and over again, you get exhausted it's a little bit hard to go hard up that multiple laps. Yeah. Well, and, and did they, like, I've never, I don't think I've ever got it to work, but there used to be some weird secret, right? If you dropped your power up under the bridge then you get like a second power up or something. Yeah. And I've never got that to work, but I had the, I've, I had the impression someone had said, well, they, they dropped that after ZRL or something. They took that okay. back out. It definitely worked during uh, ZRL. I did that. Okay. So, but yeah, if they've taken that out since, like, I, I think God after after ZRL, I basically stopped racing and yeah, paying attention to oh, I don't get power ups in workouts. Yeah, so I don't see the power ups anymore. Good good times. All right, we'll do the quickie uh, next week preview for those yeah. who might be listening to this before we get to um that in time we have a whole lot of lava three laps for hsrl two kilometers what <laughs> three trips up the kom so the the yeah. only time segment on the whole thing is the is volcano kom oh my god so it's, yes. it's basically like i think it's down must be downtown start into volcano 
up yep. the volcano, down the volcano, around the volcano, up the volcano, down the volcano, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And that's it. But then the finish line is well, no, because if it's three times full of lava, the finish must be inside the volcano. In the volcano, okay. Yeah. Mm. Okay. okay. This was a ZRL route a few seasons ago, right? Like it was. In fact, it was three laps. Yes. Yeah. I remember doing really well on the first lap and then exploding after that. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. I think I did well on both one and two, both Perfect. times that I attempted it. Nice. We'll do the full bloody dissection for next week, but that's what you're in yeah. for. <laughs> yeah. And HPR is farmland loop. Yes. And then is now, there something changing about HPR, correct? There is. Uh, so Nate put a poll up in the herd and linked it in the herd racing. Uh, so Zwift now, after taking it off their backlog, have actually implemented uh, custom uh, power limits. So what we're looking at is we're going to give subcategories another go. So the categorizing after the fact on what power they actually did in the race was not successful and probably not even worthwhile. But uh, I mean, honestly, this is actually, this is what I had wanted to put in place when we first started HPR backup. So uh, yeah, the, the result of the poll was three subcategories. So I think it's going to be sub 2.3 and sub 1.7 or one sub 1. 1.8 or anyway. So, uh, yeah, now admittedly, we, uh, we haven't actually talked to Zwift events about this yet. So we're hoping to get it in place for this race next weekend, but it might not happen. But it's coming. If not next weekend, it, soon. it's gonna It's, it's going to come. Yeah. So that, that we're, we're going to try it at least. And I mean, it's not, saying it's going to be that way forever or that we aren't going to change if we if it's warranted but uh yeah uh and really the intent is to give a race to people that don't really have a race to be competitive in now nice love that very cool yeah i i mean i have a lot of time for these Zwift events people. I think they are pretty on the ball and help us out. Like I, I, you, you guys maybe don't deal with them as much, but I deal with the Zwift events people every week on Stampede because I can't touch stuff up myself on because it's TT yeah. module yeah. and um, they're, you know, very friendly, very attentive, get everything done on time. Um, oh lots no, of, lots I, of I have no problems. I'm just saying that we're not giving them a lot of lead time. Yeah, but I, I just. <laughs> I think you guys will, I mean, no promises, but I think they'll work with you and yep. get it figured out. Yep. Very cool. All right. Let's go around the horn. Uh, we got Zwift Pack Dynamics 4.1 announced. And I'm just going to see if i can find there was a zwift insider post that talked about it. and i they, these are so it's announced and it is in test routes at the moment so um so i don't know if anybody else is writing it but the notes say that 
the one thing it is doing is narrowing the cone um behind the draft so you know wherever that if you they call it the draft cone so if you can picture the each rider gives off a little cone behind them that is drafting that that will now be narrower and shorter Ooh, so don't, don't like that <laughs> well <You> need <laughs> see and i'm the guy that's like yeah i love that actually <laughs> i totally want those buggers to fall off when i go <laughs> i well fair <laughs> Um, I, I want all the breakaways all the time. <laughs> and then there are, the, the more interesting change is a little bit that they're changing the coefficient of drag. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. they're they're putting in something called dynamic coefficient of drag. So when you when you go harder and you're off the front not drafting, your coefficient of drag will go down compared to when you're sitting up in the pack. So um you know, it'll it'll help. I think the theory is that they're trying to incent you to like pedal hard off the front and you're going to get like a bit of a speed boost while you're doing that. And the theory that when you're doing that, you're going to get down the drops or whatever in, in real racing. But when you're sat up in the pack, you're going to get a bit of a break. Um, there's some specific math here. I won't go through it all. You can look up the Zwift Insider article, but um, that's the, the gist of it. So those are the two big changes essentially there's also a bit of a change in the churning it says to make harder overtaking i don't know exactly mm. there's not really much details about that but that, that's what they're working on so that's what so there's a little happen. more detail in the post by zwift on yeah. zwift forums so the harder overtaking is actually it so it's specifically they're making it harder to overtake someone who is not drafting so they're not restricting movement in the pack anymore. I mean, we, they, they already restricted it a little bit with four pack dynamics four. So 4.1, they're still trying to get the magic, um, you know, slow down the group a little bit more without also slowing down tiny groups. So yeah, you, in order to pass someone who is not drafting, you need a bigger watts differential. So, I mean, honestly, this um, is this is almost sticky watts by another name, or not sticky <laughs> watts. <laughs> draft, sorry. Yeah, it, yeah, it's almost the sticky draft by another name. Um, so that's exactly what I thought of when I was reading this. I'm like, I don't know what I'm talking about, but it seems like sticky draft 2.0 instead of packed dynamics 4.0 um so it does and yeah. but i'm not sure that was a really bad solution it was just a little too much to be the only and maybe it was just yeah. as the only mechanism to try to slow down packs it maybe not, wasn't great so the pendulum swings back a little bit and we incorporate some of those and we fine-tune and it swings back and forth Fair enough. I'm looking forward to Pack Dynamics 12.0, where Zwift sells you a little laser <laughs> and it, it scans your body and your position on the bike and then adjusts the CDA accordingly. <laughs> well, so, I mean, we, we especially when we talk about something like, I, I, again, the draft cone. And I, I, I don't know, we'll try not to make every Pinktron Brent rehashing what he heard on the wrap, but. Um, <laughs> Anna was talking about how she didn't care for it because when you're 
when you're like you, you you get pushed out of the cone and then you it's really hard to like maneuver your way back into the cone right because there's no steering and how she felt that this was like you know one of the things that when they bring steering in might really work better right because you can kind of like decide when you you know you need to go out you want to go out because you're trying to pass but you or you want to sit in and then the sticky is going to really apply so you know um it does feel like some sort of steering mechanic or choice mechanic or something is increasingly going to be part of the draft world in Zwift. Especially when they start every press release by, in order to make it feel like more on the road pack dynamics. Yeah. You need to be able to make those positioning choices. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully it's not a, a bolt on device where we have to pay $69.99. Hopefully it's, <laughs> it's we, we, they they soft engineer some buttons into the companion app and go left, right, center. Well, or even I can see like, for example, already like on a keyboard, right? You can hit like the down button for U-turn. I could easily see them engineering in like uh, right on the keyboard, left on the keyboard is like move over a lane, move back a lane. That seems very dangerous with the down button in between them, but. Yes, it does. Well, whatever. <laughs> Call it the G and well, the F or whatever button well, on the but keyboard, I guess, but you. I guess if you're in a race though, U-turning is disabled anyway, so it shouldn't matter, right? Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. So, I, yeah, um, I, yeah, I don't know. But I can also see them selling like a $20 Zwift controller. All right, yes. that's like six buttons i mean i guess you know, i tap, guess tap, i would know, buy bolts, that if bolts it's to that your handlebars cheap, and yeah i yeah. i don't know i just i want to save my money for you know buying other bikes obviously which i am uh, gonna we do all, we all do but yeah so a um, little bit more information in that swift for in the post from zwift yeah. um so it's basically that they've implemented the ability to tune it. So this is where 4.1 lets them tune things. So I think this is the reason for the test events. Yeah. So they've got the, they can tune the draft cone angle. So they're talking about making it narrower, but how much narrower they can adjust. Um, the draft fall off, how much draft you lose when you get two, three, four, five meters away. Um, that can be changed and the, the draft scale. Um, now they don't necessarily explain well what draft scale is, but I think it's just the percent you save when you're in the draft would be my, and then yeah, they, they just say the that, off to that. Yeah. There's different times, like depending on the size of the pack, the draft scale might be higher. So big pack, you get big draft scale, yeah. smaller pack, smaller draft scale, which fair enough. Yeah. So I don't know whether that is, you know, you're able to get, you know, how many multiples of the draft benefit you get behind a single rider or yeah. who knows what. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do like the idea. I do feel like the one thing about the draft is the draft fall off feels very long, especially when you get packs. Like, yeah. But I think some of that is, um, the lack of a wind situation happening. <laughs> like it always just assumes like no wind. So like that does make for, you know, in, in real life that would make for quite a deep 
draft situation because you know essentially the full aerodynamic of it is straight on into the head but in a real yeah. life you know sometimes that wind moves around and so you got to stay a little tighter and echelon all that stuff so anyway i mean listen they're trying they're trying to make it more racy trying to encourage people to be able to do things i'm happy for them to try i mean whatever <laughs> um can yeah. i can i ask since okay so say so you haven't raced since crl like me so i haven't even done a race with the oh, pack 4. dynamics 4. so what i mean i know we're going into 4.1 now but for someone who hasn't raced in a while what does four even feel like because when i go into a race next week the one i'm gonna do it's gonna be pd4 what feels different to y'all i would say their stated goal and i think they got some of it is that big packs don't necessarily always chase down small packs especially downhill mm. so okay. yeah so that that's the big feel um you can't you can't super tuck when you're in the draft right um so and which goes a long way towards that uh, yeah. I, I think those are probably the two biggest changes okay yeah, yeah, I think if I was racing, the only thing that I would be more aware of is that, like, if someone puts four seconds on the group or five seconds on the group, you're going to have to start to go as a group. You can't just, like, sit and do, like, threshold or or not a threshold, um, like, endurance or tempo and just assume that you're going to go catch someone okay. who's up to, like, threshold, okay. right? If you're, if you're three, four kilometers from the... the finish line and you see someone's doing 3.8s and 4.0s you guys can't be sitting at 2.3s and just assume that eventually you're just going to grab them back okay. like you're going to have to get up into those 3.9s and 3.8s or somebody is them. on the front of the group anyway i mean yeah. i like that i think yeah, that's me good. Too. yeah okay yeah. interesting yeah I, i'm trying to i'm i'm trying to figure out which race to do and so i'm kind of looking at you know numbers of people who are signed up and of course i'm not going to know that until you know soon before the race so i'm gonna race on monday because it's a holiday here so i have a little bit more flexibility in the time of day that i race so i can choose a bigger race because the whole goal is if i'm moving back to doing any races what's going to be most similar to my target and right now my target is the fall women's a zrl so so you're gonna want to do like a mixed b uh <laughs> like <laughs> chasing tour or something <laughs> yeah yeah there's it looks like the the there's the crit races right now that one of those might be my best bet honestly um yeah. for just kind of a random race in the summer so yeah, you'll, you'll get the one thing I'll say that will be the most similar between the those Swift series races and H H uh sorry, ZRL is numbers, right? You'll get big numbers. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's kind of why like I if I'm gonna go out and do a race, I only get to do so many because I'm trying to train. Um yeah, I kind of have to be looking for big numbers, I think. Yep, for sure. Yeah. And thus not oh, or, not racing in my home time zone like ever. Or yeah. I was going to say, or completely opposite, and find a team that's got a spot for you on the uh, the uh, ladder league. 
because yeah, uh, I, I have heard some good things about those races. Yeah, which uh, which club is doing that? What's that? Dirt. Okay. No, Dirt's not hosting that. Oh, I thought Dirt was doing the ladder. Oh. I think no, that's right. I don't think that's Dirt. I think that's Electric Spirit, maybe. Oh, okay. Pardon me. I think, yeah, either Electric Spirit or Rhino is doing the ladders. Mm, okay. Well, I think it was Electric Spirit and Rhino that started, they might have started it together. Um, I believe it's being hosted by Electric Spirit, but I could be wrong. Okay. No, I'll go with you on this one, Craig. Yeah. Maybe I just assumed it was dirt because I did the dirt racing series, the last race with the Golden Lions. Yeah. Which is weird to see like a C in my profile now. <laughs> <laughs> and baggers next to back. <laughs> Listen, Chris. <laughs> I won't lie. I clicked on the results for race one today and I clicked B. I was like, Chris, that liar. He didn't do this race. <laughs> Chris Greeland, the bees. I'm like, oh, yeah. He's cheating out of the seas. <laughs> I did. I did have a similar. I'm like, wait, Chris. Oh, well, I could race Chris still. I can race in the seas. I, yeah. I'd like to get back into B. Um, yeah. And I'm game planning for it. It's just a long game. That's yep. a that's a that's a winter target. <laughs> say, me too, but I probably have to start riding my road bike. Yeah, and stop lifting weights too, Hulk. Popping shirt. <laughs> Hardly. <laughs> Just got to get to those fourteen hundred watt sprints, Craig. Yep, uh, I'm working on it. I I'm wish. On it. I wish that will never happen for me. Probably be either. That would be a forty percent add my sprint power. <laughs> I would have to like do some serious life changes. Yeah, <laughs> I think my thighs would have to be as big as my torso if I were going to do something. Yeah. Each of Which, them. Your torso is probably the same size as my thighs now. Probably. <laughs> uh, All right, which we should be cautious about. Everybody's beautiful. Yes. Oh, no, definitely. There are many different strengths in all sorts of different kinds of bodies. I think on that note, we will say thank you to Craig Martin. Thank you to Chris Greenland. Thank you to Lauren Camp. Enjoy your races, everybody. Thank you for listening. Moo and good night. Good night. Bye.